are tuning in live, amen, on tonight. Amen. And as we begin to introduce the psalm and introduce the others on tonight, amen, none other, amen, the founder of our chosen generation outreach ministries out of the city of Manning, South Carolina, amen, would be the honorable, amen, prophetess, Dr. Glenda Robertson Lang on tonight. God bless you. Well, well, praise God, saints, amen, for another Thursday night, amen, in the Lord, amen, and we're not going to prolong your time. Give me one hour, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord, amen. Let's pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we praise you now in the name of Jesus. God, hide Glenda behind the cross that I might not be seen. I come against every spirit to stop me, block me, hinder me on this podcast in the name of Jesus. And we say that no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. And every word that rises up in judgment, we shall condemn it. But we're standing in the need of prayer. We're standing on the word of God. And we thank you now and thank God for what you're going to do tonight. In Jesus' name, praise God, praise God. Well, I'm excited about all the people that I've called tonight. I'm excited about what God's getting ready to do for us tonight. In the name of Jesus, we praise you in advance. Amen. I would like you to turn your Bibles. Amen. To the book of Jonah, Old Testament. The book of Jonah. Amen. Hallelujah. The book of Jonah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was studying the other week and God told me to go to uh, the book of Jonah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And uh, the book of Jonah. Amen. Show the extent of God's grace, the message of salvation for all people, the grace of God, the grace, the grace of God. In other words, I, I didn't deserve it, but he loved me anyway. I might have been torn up from the floor up, but because of his grace, his unmerited favor, he did it for me anyway, anyhow. In spite of all what I've done or thought or said, he gave me un, un, unapproachable grace that no matter what I do, he loves us. Loves us, loves us whether we're right, loves us where we're wrong, but he loves us. For we serve a God of love. Amen. And the setting of this book that Jonah uh, was the predecessor of Amos and, and in the ministry. Amen. And uh, this Jonah, amen, was a character. Amen. Um, it says fewer Old Testament personalities can compare to the trans transformation uh, with the prophet Jonah. And Jonah can see right through him. And most of all that we see, we do not like. But we remind us of ourselves that we must be fearful. 
We must not be selfish in spite of and be proud. Amen. Now we're talking about Jonah, who was a preacher, Jonah, who was a man of God. But here God is reminding the people of God that we tend to be selfish. Selfish, selfish. I love to hear um, um, Joyce Myers, and she would talk about her husband, Joe, uh, Dave, and she'd say, uh, God seems like Job, uh, that he was so happy all the time. But uh, and, jo- and, and then she began to say, well, Lord, what about me? What about me? What about me? I'm your saint. I'm not your aunt, but I'm your saint. And I don't understand, but God seems like they're just getting blessing me. So why if I have to walk like you, talk like you, but you still made provisions for the saints or the unbeliever. So when God began to tell Jonah, I want you to go to this great nation and tell them to repent and be saved. Now, in the natural, it seems like Jonah, who was a man to God, Jonah, who loved him, Jonah had a call on his eyes, but then Jonah couldn't figure out why would God want the devil's folks to be saved? In other words, the prophet didn't agree with God. Some of us, we are preachers and teachers and leaders in our communities, but sometimes we just don't agree with God. Paul said at one point, he said, he said, he said, now, 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 I don't understand um, God because I am Paul, but I don't understand why do I have to go through what I'm going through? Well, so he was talking to Jonah and saying, Jonah, I need you to go and stand in the gap for these people so I can save them. And at the time, these people were, they were very mighty. They were ferocious. They were ambitious. They, there was a big, large city community. But the problem with him was that um, he tried to avoid God's call. Some of us have been in the ministry for years and know God has called us to do something, whether it's making a cleaning or doing something or working for the handicap or witnessing. Sometimes we know we're called for a particular thing. We don't want to do that. We want to do something else. Why? Because we don't, we, we think that we know more about God than what but Jonah had a problem. Jonah's weakness was um, that he was trying to avoid God's and God's decisions. We can't avoid God's decisions. We can't avoid to do things the way, way we want them to. So we cannot be selfish in God. So how can I tell you I love God, but I don't do what he says? How can I go where God can go when I don't go? But yet, am I walking in the will of God? Or am I walking in such a way that we're doing what we want to do? Well, here is the case of the prophet. 
the prophet of the house, the prophet that had a word from God. The prophet was leading the people into salvation, trying to lead them. But the prophet is saying, no, God, no, no, no good. No, they're drunk. No, they're whores. No, they're this and correction. And we're still, God have called us to preach the gospel. But no, we don't want to preach the gospel. We just want to go over in the corner and just say amen and pay our tithes. But uh, Esther said, for, we're called for such a time as this. And Esther, she wanted to, uh, she could have changed her name. She could have done a lot of things, but she decided that she was going to stand in the gap for a whole nation. Some of us are standing in the gap for our own families. Sometimes we're standing in the gap on our jobs. Sometimes we're standing in the gap for people that we really don't know, but that we make effect on other people's lives. We're trying to say, oh, God, what about me? Why well, didn't get a car? God, what about me? My husband ain't saved yet. What about about me, God. My children drive me crazy. What about me? What about me? What about me? No, you've got to know that when God has called you, when he has ordained you, when he has placed you in a position, in a season, we must wait on the Lord. In fact, David said, wait on the Lord for I say again, wait, because he's saying, I'm speaking in the natural. Wait, don't go nowhere. But then he says, I'm standing, I'm telling you in the, in the spirit, wait on woman of God, wait men of God, children of God, know that I have a plan for you like Jeremiah, because I called you from your, for your mother's womb. I called you in a place of serenity. I'm called in a place of perfection in him. And I want you to know it takes a season for us to grow and be challenged in the things of God. Amen. So now we go to the book of Jonah. Amen. And um, let's say, okay, let's start uh, just a little bit. We're going to uh, Jonah 3. Old Testament, Jonah. Amen. When God calls us for a mission, we have to understand that God is there for a reason. He is there for a reason. A lot of times we don't understand, but God, but God says, lean not to your own understanding. Yeah, your your boss and your job might be driving you crazy, but lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him and I will uh, direct your path. So Jonah says in Jonah 3 and 1. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah a second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, that great city, and preach unto it, uh, to the preaching that I bid. So go there and do what I tell you to do. Jonah rises and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. And now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city of three days. 
So here God's commanding and telling the prophet what to do. Unlike some of the other prophets, when God told them to do it, they did it. But this prophet decided he wanted to be disobedient. Like a lot of us, we don't want to do what God tells us to do. We want to do what we want to do. And so here, Jonah said, well, God, I don't want to go to Nineveh. I don't want to go to this big city. I just, I, I, I searched the scriptures and some other uh, passages. And what it was saying was this particular city at Nineveh at this time had over 120,000 people in this one city. So here you have this prophet saying, I don't want to go to the big city like New York or Florida or California. I don't want to go to this big city. I'm comfortable sitting where I am. Some of us are just comfortable. God's telling to go out and do ministry. God's telling us to go and do things. God's putting us in positions in our jobs. But we just want to do what we want to do. So he says, Jonah, I want you to go to that great city. Three days journey. One for the Father, one for the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you where I want you to be. Then he says in verse 4, And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet 40 days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So now he goes to, Gen- to, to Nineveh and says, and in these days, this huge, humongous metropolitan area where everything was happening, where there was people, there was plenty of people, there was food, there was temples, there was all these wicked things were going on. This great nation, but God is now prophesying to tell them that this would be destroyed. God tells us a lot of things to do, but sometimes we don't do it because we don't want to listen to God. Verse 5, and the people of Nineveh believe God and proclaim a fast and put sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. Where here, he gives the word to this great city. Like I said, compare it to California, a border, a bigger, a bigger city. He says, but I'm giving you this word and the people, the, the, the people that didn't know God, the people that were doing things wrong, these things that were, they were not saying that they were believers, but they heard the word of the God. Have you, can you imagine that even that are doubt there people are doing all kinds of things but they heard a word from the lord but some of the people in the church they refuse to hear the word of the lord they will jump jump and they will shout and they will run all about and they will do anything uh they'll give you a million dollars they'll 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 they'll, they'll, they'll dance for you but they are not listening to the word of god The idea of listening to the Spirit of God. Because when I listen to the Word of God, that means I'm building a relationship with 
them. When I'm listening to the word of God, I'm building a prayer life with God. When I'm listening to God, I do what God tells me to do, what I am told to do it. Some of us would have been out of the situations we were in if we had just listened to God. Going to church two or three times a week, don't listen to God. God telling you to pray. God telling you to the fast. God telling you to, to spend more time with your husband, your wife. Uh, telling you so much time to spend with your children. But you refuse to listen to God. But Wednesday and Sunday, you're in church. You're jumping and shouting. And when you go home, you don't even remember what the message was. Somebody said, hey, girl, what was the message at work today? So look up from the kitchen table and say, oh, I remember what the message was, but it sure was good. So does that mean you have a relationship? Hear from God, and not just hear from God, they proclaim they fast. When's the last time y'all went on a fast? When the last time you turned your cell phones off? When the last time you, you did something out of the ordinary just for the health and for homeless? When the last time that you have set aside time just for him? But not only did they, 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 they fast, but they got in their garments called sackcloth, which meant I am putting myself in a place prostrate before God because I need to hear from him. I need, I don't know about you, but I need to hear from God. I need to hear from him every day. I need to hear from him when I get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom. I need to hear from him because without him, I am nothing. Without him, I can't hear his voice spiritually. Without him, I can't take another step. I can't live another hour because I am now drawn to the spirit of God. But the wicked city decided, I am going to hear what God told me to do. Saints, I want you to understand, are you hearing God? Are you hearing from him? Are you hearing what's what you want to hear? I truly believe that God I began to tell me years ago when this whole uh, pandemic began to happen. That the church, the, the church, not the building of the church, but the spiritual church of God is not in a building, but it is a spiritual place that God wants us to be. It is not just a, 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 a pandemic, but it is a time that God's trying to tell the church, church, where are you? Church, are you listening to me? Church, are you obeying me? Church, are you treating people right? Church, are you doing what I called you to do? Because I am the predecessor. I am the Lord thy God. But are you doing what I call you to do? We have to learn to hearken or hear him spiritually. I can go to a football game and yell and scream for an hour, but if everybody else howling and screaming at the same hour, I can't hear from God. 
So there's a time and a space, just like he talked to Moses. He says, let me go to this place. And he said, Moses, take off your shoes for you're standing in holy ground. We've got to learn to put ourselves in a place of holiness. Separation. Oh, that's a dirty word. Because let me tell you, some churches don't preach holiness. They preach money. They preach power. They preach a faith. But where is the church that's moving by the power of the Holy Ghost? Jonah was unhappy because the heathens heard a word from the Lord. Isn't it strange that the church can't hear God? But the heathens heard a word from God and they took off their nice, pretty clothes in the big city and everybody began to be prostrate before the Lord. And, uh, and God moved by the power of the Holy Ghost because the heathens heard from God. But the church folks couldn't hear from the Lord because they were tied up in money. They were tied up in lotto. They're tied up in sin. They're tied up in homosexuality. But can you say today, have you had a time for God? And this, 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 this young man, Jonah, had the audacity to get mad with God. You mean the prophet was angry with God? There's no other prophet in the Old Testament that got angry with God to the point that he got so angry, he got on a boat and he went the opposite direction because he didn't want to hear a word from the Lord. They didn't want to do what God told him to do. They didn't want to hear anything about this thing. Why? Because these were supposed to be the evil people, the sinister people, the, 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 the people that could not hear God. But God lets us know that he has opportunity to, to touch anybody who allows themselves to give their lives to Christ. Verse 5 again says, And so the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed the fast. I put on the sackcloth for the greatest of them even until the least. So even the baby, everybody yield themselves to Christ. But you go to church, but you can't be, you can't yield yourself to Christ. You're mad. You didn't want to go to church. You don't like anybody. You just try to, perpetrate for the pastor so the pastor can think so much of you and you smile and you nod and you do all kind of stuff but then you don't want to hear from God because sometimes when we really hear from God we really realize who we really are verse 6 and the word came unto the king of Nineveh and he arose from his throne so the king of the wicked heard 
a word from the Lord. The wicked man heard the truth. The preacher didn't want to hear the truth. The preacher wanted to run away. Who are you really listening to? Are you li you listening to the recesses of your spiritual heart and getting a word from the Lord? Or you just want it? Like the commercial says, he says, I want my money. I want it now. I want my salvation. I want it now. I want this. I want this car. I want this house. I want my children saved. But the wicked, the wicked man, he arose from his throne, the king, and he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. Now, those ashes represent a place of filth and dirtiness. And I know I'm wrong. I'm, I'm there in a place where I know I have to get better. I want to change. Sometimes the hardest thing for us to do as church folks is just to change. Walk around in the same clothes for 30 years and you, 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 the, the thread is coming loose, but I ain't buying no new clothes. I'm not buying no new car. I ain't, I'm going on the same job. Even if they don't want to give me no more money. I, no, no. Change. Jesus Christ is the greatest change agent that ever walked the face of the earth. But yet, us as a people choose to change. Ooh. Change, change. But here, the heathens, the king of the wicked city decided that they heard a word from God and they wanted a change. They didn't want to leave their children behind. They didn't want to be lost. They didn't want to be confused. But all they decided that as a people, I am the king of Nineveh, and everybody will do as I tell you to do. Let me tell you what. You get a whole bunch of people in church together. Most of them folks don't want to get and do anything together, but dismiss the, dismiss the church and go home. So I'm getting in these ashes. I'm putting black stuff all over my skin. I'm taking off my fancy stuff. I'm the king and I'm going down on my face and I'm turning my head in the ground and I'm saying, God, wash me, cleanse me, hold me, keep me, protect me, provide for me. I know I'm a sinner. But I'm saved by grace, and because I am saved by grace, I'm giving you everything I've got. I don't want the crown. I just want you, Jesus. When's the last time you said to yourself, God, I know I need money. I know I need a house. But God, all I just want is you. I don't want money. I don't want a husband. I don't want five. I just want to be saved. I want to be I want to be shown up saved. I, I got to get in my word. I got to stay, get in my prayer closet. I got to, I walk like God, talk like God, and look in the mirror. And when I see God in the spirit, I said, oh, shama. I, I just want to change now. I just want to change.
for the word came unto the king in Nineveh, and he arose from his throne and laid his robe from and covered him with sackcloth and sat down in ashes. Representing it's a place of disgrace, a place of dishonor. But God, all I want is new. Verse 7, and he caused it to be proclaimed. So here's the king told and said, and publish through Nineveh, tell the big city, and make a decree that the king and his nobles, everybody, saying, Lord, neither man, nor beast, nor flock, no taste of anything, let them not feed nor drink water. So the, the, the king is decreeing law. I don't want nobody to eat. I don't want nobody to do nothing. I don't want you to be fancy. I just want you to get on your face and talk to God. Plead with God. Intercede with him. God, change me. Create in me a new heart and a right spirit because you can have a nice new dress and be nasty. You can have a nice tuxedo and still be filthy and a whoremonger. Uh, but God says, now, I just want you to get on the dirtiest thing and cry out to me in the spirit realm. I need you, God. I don't need money. I need you. I, I got to love my children, but I need you. I can't make it without you. I need you. I am king and I'm commanding all of my servants. But here, Jonah doesn't want to do anything. Doesn't want to do anything. Hallelujah. Verse 9. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from, from the fierce anger and weakness? So King saying, I don't know if this kind of work, people. I don't know if he's going to leave us, or save us, or destroy us, but all I know is I'm coming to you. Here, church, I want you to know that here we're not in time prophetic movement. If you watched TV the other day, you had, you had rush and all this stuff was going on. You have China's going crazy. You've got Pakistan. You've got all these things going on. You have people in our own countries going crazy. Who wants to be Republican? Who wants to be Democrat? Who's want to be black? Who's want to be white? Who's homosexual? Who's not? Because these are high end time prophetic movements and church, we need to get it right. We need to hear from the Lord because I be but, but if I'm not in the will of God, the enemy can gain the knowledge and change. So where will you end up in eternity? If you don't listen to the word of God and repent. That's in closing verse 10. Who can tell if? God will turn and repent. 
can't anger. And, and God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way. God repented of the evil. God repented from the evil because we turned our hearts towards God. And that he had said that he would do unto them. And he did not. Because of the sinners changed their hearts towards God. The king who was in control of everything, that he could, he could order death and people would slain. But this king's heart was changed and he changed the nation. Again, we are created to be changed agents on the earth by example, by love. And most of all, by grace. Ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you, we must be the change agents on the earth for God. Even though I might be a prophet, I didn't hear the word, but a whole nation of sinners Turn to God because they realize without God be nothing. Do you have the heart of Jonah or do you have the heart of the Assyrian and the king to turn away from a wicked way and turn to him? And we know that God is in control. But he stepped back and says, look here, I allow you to come to me. For if a man confesses with his mouth and believe in your heart, then you shall be safe. Wherever you are right now, ladies and gentlemen, whatever country you're in, Whatever state you're listening to me right now, lift up your heart, lift up your hands, talk to God, and know that anything that you desire, he says he shall provide. He doesn't make us give our lives to him, but he steps back and gives us the opportunity to give our lives to Christ. And I'm one of those old-fashioned preachers that believe that any time the word of God is present, that we must have an altar call. Check yourself, whether before you rest yourself. Check and see. Okay, check my love walk. Uh, uh, check my, my tithing walk. Uh, check how I treat people. Check, how, check yourself to see that you represent the kingdom. And separate Jesus Christ the living God, and not because I'm Jonah and God, I don't want all these people, they, they, they evil. We can't do nothing. He heard a word 
he heard something and commanded his people to come subject to the word, subject to the Holy Ghost, subject to change your clothes and put on the morning clothes and realize that I must change unless I die. I must change. I can't talk. I can't say it's my mama. I can't say it's my cousin. I can't say it's my husband. I am coming to you, God. I know without you, there's no hope without you. There's no trust without him. I can't breathe without him. I don't even exist, but because I love you more than anything else. Jesus' name. So we thank you tonight. Amen. Let's pray. Let's know that he has believers. Sometimes we we turn the other direction. We we don't do what God told us to do. We don't go where God told us to go. We don't say what God told us today. We just get in this. I'm going to church. I'm going home. I'm going to church. I'm going. I'm going to Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm going home. I I just just well, this is what I am. I'm a believer. I'm Christ like. I do what I want to do. And oh, no, I don't like what my pastor told me. I don't care. I don't care what nobody say. No, 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 no. He said, lean not to your own understanding, but in all things acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. So am I like the King of Nineveh? I heard a word. I didn't understand, but I heard a word. And because of that word, and because you had to get in my heart some kind of way, because I commanded a whole nation, I commanded great city of Nineveh, uh, I heard a word. And because of that, everybody changed and repented and put on the the car cross and crashes that came before you and God you changed a sinful nation because of your grace because none of us didn't deserve it but because he loved us we thank you God for the work God let me look in my heart and my mind and my spirit if there's anything not like me, God, tonight, I repent before you, God, even the secret things, even the things that I don't even know about, everything that I might have offended. If there's anything not like in me, God, watch me, cleanse me, hold me, keep me. But God, don't, David said, don't take your spirit from me because I cannot exist without you. God, teach us to be like Moses and because when I get into the presence of God, everything must change. Grace. Amen. I'm going to turn back over to the apostle Erica, and you can give us our announcements. If there's anybody here that wants to make a comment or anything will go forth right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, I'm welcome.
and thank you. Um, I want to tell you thank you, my my friend, um, my friend um, Doris Johnson's on tonight, and my friend Doris. Amen. Thank you, God, for believers. Thank you for Jose uh, from Cuba, a regular person. Amen. Thank you, God, for the, all the countries that are listening to us um, from Ireland, England, uh, most of England um, and Ireland and a lot of those countries. We even got uh, listeners on the line from Russia, uh, 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 I mean, Australia, uh, Canada. Amen. So we thank God for what you're going to do. Go ahead, Apostle, now.
Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Uh, we're not going to prolong. If anybody would like to make a comment, you have you have a free a door for you. Give five minutes. If not, we're going to go ahead and close up. I would like to say amen first. Um, good evening to everyone, and thank you for the opportunity. But for every word, there was a word on top of the word. And I heard so and so with a sound, and it said, we are changing ages of God. We are changing ages for God on the earth. That That's what God calls us to be, the one to make a change, to be yes. his agents on the earth. And it was so resounding, so loud. Uh, and I just wanted to share that, that, that uh, it really impacted my spirit. I heard it um, so loud. We are the changing ages that God has called on the earth. Therefore, we must get before God. God, what you got to do in me, do whatever you have to do in me, God, that I might be that agent that you call me to be in the earth. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's my friend for years. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Jay, uh, she's my buddy, my pal, my confidant for years. I said, uh, I'm so happy for her to be on mine. She made me happy. <laughs> okay, let's close out. Let's play. I promised you one hour. Bye-bye. Father, I thank you for the word tonight. God, we ask you to impact everybody in the month on this place tonight here around the world because that's where we are. We are supposed to be change agents on the earth, no matter where we are, what country in, what church we're in, what facility we're in. It, we're supposed to be change agents. I am bringing my prophetic change. I'm changing the spirit within me so that people will see the living God in me because I am a, a change on, on the change agent on the earth. Right. Amen. And amen. Well, thank God, saints. We will talk to you again next Thursday night. Amen. Bye bye now. God bless you.